Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including BoJack Horseman, which we'll be getting into today. My name is Andy Potter, and today I'm joined by my both hopefully not cripplingly depressed Alex Bonilla. Hola. And Sam Quattro. Uh, it's too late for me not to be crippling depressed. I'm sorry. For me, it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. So today, we're t- um, before we get into everything, we're going to be talking about Bojack Horseman today. But before that, you can find everything about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com or on, at iTunes, where we appreciate your star ratings. Or search for Overly Animated on your favorite podcatcher. So... Today, we're going to be talking about episode two of Bojack Horseman season four, which is the old Sugarman place, which, so if you guys have, are, if you listeners have not finished Bojack Horseman yet, season four, we are only going to be talking about episode two. We have not seen, um, past this and we're not going to be talking about past this. So you're going to be fine listening to this and following along with us if you want. So yeah, so this is, this, Second episode is a lot more, uh, has a lot more depth to it than episode one. The episode one was really an intro. There's a lot of comedy. This is more what I think about when I think about Bojack Horseman. This kind of really depressing crap that happens to everybody that touches Bojack and the people in his family before him. And so before we really get into everything that goes wrong here i want to uh, get your a little barometer on how you guys felt about this so alex how did you feel about this episode did you did you like it in general did you um was it a little shocking or um did you think it went a little too far how did you feel about it i i personally loved it, it it's the, exactly the kind of episode that i i connect to the most in bojack horseman they just go into people's history figuring out why people are the way they are Beatrice in particular, she's a character that's always intrigued me just because of like how much we've seen of her and, and her effect on Bojack's uh, upbringing and his and his life. And like she she's always uh, she was almost on my minor characters list, but I, I left her off for some unknown reason. But yeah, I really like just seeing how how really even though one person has an effect on on your life sometimes you have to think how they got to a certain place as well we we think about bojack obviously since he's the main character but you also have to think about how the other influences in his life how they came to be so it's just an interesting look and especially a contrast with where he is in his life currently as well like the actual plot like the present plot of him building the house it's it's okay, but I, I think the flashbacks really steal the show here. Yeah, the flashbacks were really, really tough. There were a couple especially that I just there there especially one of the last ones, the one with the um the last two ones, the one at the uh barn with the song and the one in with the lobotomy, those two really hit me really hard in both times I watched this episode. They were very emotional and very very depressing for Beatrice's character. I already really did like Beatrice, not like, but I appreciated her character in the previous seasons. I think I had her at number 10 on my top minor characters list. And this is just horrible. This is horrible what happened to her in her childhood. But we're going to get into that. So Sam, how did you, did, did, did you, did you uh, mirror Alex's opinions here? Did you really like this episode? Yeah, I did. I thought it was a very beautiful episode, to be honest with you. Um, of course, you know, the juxtaposition between Bojack and Beatrice and their experiences in this house and just sort of like the inklings of 
you know, what, like, tragedies befell the Horseman family. Well, it's Sugarman, but, you know, same thing, really. Um, yeah, I especially was very impressed by the storyboarding, especially in that, uh, the barn, you know, party singing, uh, stealing the weather vane sequence, where it was just like, it was like a bleeding between flashback and current between like Beatrice and her mother, as well as like Bojack and the uh, dragonfly guy. And it was just like so amazing. And I think definitely Beatrice and her like, you know, past 1940s story totally stole the show of, you know, what I think walking into this episode, we thought was going to be, you know, Bojack being depressed and, you know, leaving LA and, you know, living in the middle of whatever. Yeah, this is, it was painful watching Beatrice's story here. And instead of, and just like you, I really did think this was, I really was expecting something like, like Bojack alone, like Cora alone or Zuko alone. Like I expected just to be like <laughs> Bojack alone being emotional. And it was that he was alone and emotional, but we didn't really, it wasn't anything new. We'd seen Bojack like this before in that he was depressed and wished he had he was happy. He wishes he was happy, and he keeps looking for how to do that. But instead of seeing his past, we see his mother's past, and we see how his childhood was affected by his mother's his mother's childhood. And this was really depressing because I can, you, this is a this is a very realistic way that families get really broken. And there's this cycle of bad parents and horrible childhoods into new bad parents and more horrible childhoods into horrible adulthood. And it's it's a really depressing cycle and it really emphasizes it's really emphasized heavily in this in this entire flashback thing. Um now I think we're going to go through the episode a little bit. We're not going to touch on everything because there's a lot of things here that I think all of us want to talk about more and and um, some things we really just whatever. But um and I think I would if this was a different episode I would stop and be like, "Hey, what's your funniest line of the episode?" But this episode really isn't that funny. Is uh, well, I, I'd argue that they do do a good job yes. of like sneaking in darkly funny lines in this episode. Yeah, there are there are some pretty dark lines, and if you want to talk about them now, I guess you can. But it's really not. Well, the we'll, we'll probably get them as we go through the episode. Yeah, that's what I was expecting as well. Sam, was there anything you want to highlight before we just start running down this episode and talking about it? Nah. Okay, I didn't think so because this, this they're not really the focus. There are some pretty funny lines that we're going to get to. I've I've written them down here. But um, th- this episode starts almost immediately at the end of season three. We see Bojack standing, and it looks like he's about to go running with the horses. He's about to go run with these horses he saw, and Diane rings him. And this is a moment that exemplifies how Bojack was in season three. Like He has these two things he can choose between. He can either go running, or he can talk to Diane, and he does neither, and he loses the opportunity to do both. And it's just heartbreaking, because he, it, it's clear that he wants to do one of them, and he wants to do them to make to feel make himself feel better, but he just can't get himself to do either of them. And I don't know what else there is to talk about this. I don't know if you guys want to say anything about this opening scene or how you felt, but this yeah, it just seems watching. like a, a metaphor for how Bojack reacts to any opportunity he gets. He like l- looks at it, but he gets distracted by something, whether it's yeah. in- internal or just something smaller that like gives him an excuse to like isolate himself. And so because, because he always falls for that distraction, he doesn't have the self, um, the self-focus or self-determination that he loses opportunities like this all the time. Yeah. And it just, yeah, like you said, it just keeps happening over and over again. We even have it multiple times in this episode that it happens again. This isn't the last time he does this. 
And this leads directly into the pretty actually, this is probably the best scene with just Bojack in it, which is the scene with the horse with no name, that song playing. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good scene where he's driving off into the, uh, into the desert and just, I don't know, it's, it's the perfect song, and I don't know why I ever I never realized they would use this song in this show. You really like this song. <laughs> you really like this scene, Sam. Did you? Uh... Yeah, "Horse with No Name" is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it, it's a good song. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really great. It definitely captured like a lot of loneliness and like sadness. Yeah, I honestly I think they're just gonna run down all of the songs involving horses. Yeah, they are. I mean, they, they had um. I don't. I I think the song's called Wild Horses. I don't really remember. Yeah, yeah. Rolling yeah. Stones. Stones. They had that in the season one. I don't know if they've had it else. I I think they have, but those are the two like main ones: Wild Horses and now this one are the two like they're about horses in their name. Well, there's that U two song, uh, "Who's Gonna Run Your Wild Horses." Oh yeah yeah yeah. There's that one too. Listen, heard that one today at work. <laughs> Where you on the boat? You're on the horse playlist. Yeah, on the horse playlist, you know, you two just came on like, wow, Bojack Horseman should really use a song sometime. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, did you like you like the song too, Alex? De- definitely, I think it does well in setting the tone for the for the episode and just where Bojack is at the moment. Like, musically, I like America's version better, but mm. but Michelle Branch does fine in just modernizing the tone. And that was ma- Michelle Branch, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wow, I always wondered what she was up to. <laughs> I loved her when I was a kid. She had that one song, right? <laughs> You're everywhere to me when I close my eyes. <laughs> Michelle Branch feels like a name they would drop in like a 2003 flashback in this episode, in this show. <laughs> it does, but instead they just have her sing a song in the present. It's 2003. This is a 2003 song. Yeah, Michelle Branch would sing that. But <laughs> but, but we but, did yeah, get a song. I think the song does well. But we did get a song like that later where they say the year 1944 in the song just to like make sure it's clear what year we're looking at. But before that, before we get to, we're not even at the credits yet. We're not even at the opening intro yet. Um, we, we, he drives to his old family or his, I, I don't think it's clear. Do we know if Bojack lived in this house when he was a kid or did, or did but his mother? He, he mentions that he visited there in the summers. Okay. That's what I thought. I didn't think he lived there personally in like a large, for a large part of his life, but he goes back to this old summer home. And he passes by, this may be one of the funnier jokes in the episode, where uh, Harper's Landing, Michigan, where families used to vacation before the popularization of air travel to more exciting places. <laughs> like, like, I really like, this is, this is like, this is like just uh, the beginning of the, like, the kind of like, not really like slapstick humor, but more like, this place sucks, and Bojack sucks, and it's just like, that's what all the jokes kind of are. Like, Bojack's family sucks, this place sucks, and it just, it just continues, all these jokes like this continue. But, um, and then he arrives and it's just a shithole. It's just been, no one's lived there for years and it's crap. And there's this angry dragonfly guy that's sitting on his, um, what's the word? Rocking chair? Porch. Porch. Porch porch in the rocking chair. And, um, and that's just where it ends. He looks at a painting and it just cuts to the intro. And it's just like, you, just from that, you know, this episode's going to be a rough ride. Um, I, I, I think, I think you both watched it before me and, I watched the first five minutes and I messaged you, Alex, and I'm like, oh no, this is gonna suck. <laughs> like, something like, <laughs> like, like, I do, I do right away that this episode is gonna be deep. Yeah, like, it feels really early in the show, like, second episode, yeah. and we're already hitting this, so it, it sets, like, the tone that, for the rest of the season, that, yeah, this is gonna get dark quick. This that's, time. Def- that's definitely what caught me off guard, too. I was not expecting something of this level, of this 
like level of sadness and darkness this early in the season. This is like to me this is like an episode eight or nine of a season, right before we get to hit Bojack's lowest or darkest moment. But this is episode two. We have don't have a lot we have a long ways to go to see what's gonna happen here. And that really Yeah, we have ten more episodes. Yeah, this is gonna be bad. Like that's all like when I see this as episode two, I think this is gonna be bad, not this is gonna <laughs> be good. I don't think this is indicative of Bojack being having 10 episodes of improving himself. I have, I I see this as 10 episodes of Bojack's going to get even worse, which is really quite bad. Did you do you do you guys have an opinion do you think he's going to get better or worse based on this? Sam? I don't know. I mean, what? Uh, I don't know. I I honestly in my harder parts, I hope that it gets worse cuz I love <laughs> being sad and pain and etc, but I don't know. We'll see. Do you have any- Yeah, it- it's weird because, like, in the span of one episode, we, we've gone pretty much a whole year. Yeah. So, like, like it, superficially, I would say, yes, it shows he's going to get better because he decides to move on from this house by the end. But at the same time, it took him a year to get to that conclusion. So also you're his, left in the same place. Also, him leaving wasn't exactly the – didn't have one of his greatest moments exactly. But I think we'll get to that. So we've been, yeah. we've been kind of skirting around that. So I think we're going to get into this. Because from here on, it's really just one plot now. It's just the flashbacks and and Eddie for the rest of the episode now. So I think we're going to really get into the meat of this episode, and it's going to be pretty sad. So after the intro, it immediately pops back in, and we see um we see Bojack's mom and her parents essentially, uh, and that's um Bojack's grandparents, and they're having sort of breakfast. Like the mom is ma- uh, the grandmother's making. The, um, actually, let's just say the name so I don't keep saying grandmother. It's Honey Sugarman, who is Bojack's grandmother. There's Beatrice, who is Bojack's mom. And is it Joseph is his grandfather? Yeah. Joseph, Joseph. Sugarman. And then there's Cracker Jack. And of those, and Cracker Jack, who is his, um, uh, is maternal Beatrice's brother. uncle. Yeah, uncle. Thank you. That's, I, I forgot the word uncle. Uncle's a hard word. Um, anyways, so Beatrice is watching Honey make pancakes for her husband and she lets Beatrice get a, a whiff of them and she sets them down and Beatrice can't have any of them and it's just kind of like a it, it looks almost like a normal 1940s breakfast and then they all get up and they're getting a picture and Cracker Jack walks in and it's like and you realize that um it is 1944 and you we already knew that but we didn't really pro I didn't necessarily process it at this point and you see Cracker Jack walk in in wearing a military uniform with one of his friends who's also in a military uniform and it's clear that he's about to go to war he's about to go to uh fight nazis in world war ii and at that moment i realized oh this is gonna be really bad like did both of you get that feeling like right away did you feel that alex that it was gonna get like as soon as you saw him in a military uniform in 1944 that it was gonna get really depressing really fast not yet because like i feel if you're gonna put a thing in the 40s in World War II, like that's inevitable. So it just it, it had it, the two hadn't connected to me. I just felt it was cliche at that point. It's not till we get later we see okay. what it ends up being. Did did you did you have any inkling what was gonna happen here, Sam? Yeah, I mean, like a young man in like a military uniform. Hey, you know, he's a young he's off. a young horse. A young horse, excuse me. Uh, yeah, it, is, it isn't. It doesn't. Uh, you know, send a good message. Yeah, this is this is definitely like, and this is like the beginning. This is like the beginning of their plot that he comes in and they're singing. He's having he's singing a song with his mom, and it's 
really, really happy, which is always a fear when you're watching BoJack Horseman that they're all it's a really happy family and you know it's BoJack's family. So I'm like, this can't go. This cannot go well for the rest of the episode. But I'll, before we move and, on, though, oh, go ahead. Well, and the funny part about that song, it's very happy, and but the lyric is like, "Days go so fast, yeah. memories they last," and that's recurring throughout the episode. Yeah. But right now it's happy. But it takes on a whole different meaning once you get to the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, the song just continues to evolve as the episode goes on, and you're just like, wow, this is not... And like, and it does come off in kind of a nostalgic, almost happy way the first time they sing it. It's not like they're just singing a sad song happily. Like, the way they're singing it, like, yeah, I'm really glad I have these memories with you. And then later it's like, I don't want these memories. Like, I wish I wish I didn't have them anymore, because I wish you were just back. But, um, yeah, it, it was it's so sad by the end. But um, before we get to that, we get to somewhere, we get the beginning of our uh, kind of the like, almost iconic to 1940s, really crappy humor. We get uh, that, that mostly Joseph says, he says, but who else but I will make sure the numbers add up and compliment my secretary on her tight sweater. We get a bunch of lines like this that are just like completely, completely not correct to say nowadays, but they just like throw these lines out like they're normal. And it's, I think they're Yeah, what funny. about my secretary's self-esteem? Yeah, 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 stuff like that. <laughs> I think the funniest of those, um, was probably the, uh, where was it? It's, uh, the one with the uterus. Don't, don't lift that. You might rupture your uterus. I, I found oh that pretty God, funny. Oh, that was uh, terrible. I, I prefer the, it will always be here, just like polio and blackface. Yes, that was also a really great one. And, they, and these, and these jokes continue through the flashbacks. And I think I'd rather talk about yeah. them now because these are the light, this is the lighter flashback. And after this, they get really bad. I'd rather yeah, talk about. Yeah, he's a Matthew Broadwick, Matthew Broadwick. Yeah. Yeah, a familiar face, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, it was, this was, this was a pretty funny, this was a pretty, these were, this was a pretty funny gag. Like, it's, it's kind of one note, and it's, and I've seen it before, but this one, they do it really well here, and they do it really, they, they do it really well, that's all. I, I, I'm, I was really surprised that I didn't find it, um, not, not that, uh, I, I usually find these things a little off base, I think the word is. I'm looking for. I think it helps that Matthew Broderick has just a very old timey yeah. voice. Yeah, so yeah he does. <laughs> his voice works perfectly. It with does. The types of jokes he's giving. Oh yes. no, no, no! We skipped over the worst one. The worst one was when after spoiler, if your Cracker Jack dies, if you're listening to this, you should have watched wow. the episode already. By the way, um, it, it, he has a line about how it's if there's anyone to blame, it's the Jews for peeving off Hitler so bad. Oh my God! It was like, are you kidding me? Is it was probably that was probably the worst line of the entire episode in, a, in an episode with a lot of really messed up lines. I think I think if this um, honestly, I think if they were writing the season now, they might not have put that line in. I think yeah. the climate has changed a little bit since they wrote it, but um, which is too bad. But um, not 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 not, not that it's maybe too bad is the wrong word, but it's um, not that making fun of Jewish people is. Ever good? No, I'm Jewish. It's I'm I, saved by the time period. I, yes, I, <laughs> yes, I'm Jewish. I didn't think this was offensive, but I do think it might be a little. It, with the current climate, I think it's a little bit off. It's a little wrong right now. It might not be the right time for this kind of joke. But I think when they were writing it, it was fine. It's it's hard, but I I was okay with it as a as a Jewish person. But um, it was it was definitely the probably the worst joke they made. It was probably the darkest thing they said in the past. But then after this, it's like. Here on out, we're just me talking about some of the really, it's a bunch of sucker punches from now on. Because after this, we get, um, Bojack wakes up in the house and he wants to fix it. And he goes, 
he breaks the faucet, I think, and he goes to a uh, hardware store to get some stuff, and he meets up with uh, Tamara and Tamara. Did you guys like Tamara and Tamara? Sam, did no. you like them? No. no. They were they were pretty they were pretty awful, and uh, I don't know if you noticed, but they're uh, they're they were employee of the month alternating on the back wall because they're the only ones that work there. Well, what about the stock boy? He oh, deserves an employee of the month. It's pretty clear that he did. He looks like Bojack. That's that's his only redeeming quality. Come on. He's a donkey. <laughs> Exactly. He looks like a jackass. Exactly. Oh yeah, Alex, you get it. But, um, yeah, and then they have a conversation, and they immediately, almost immediately upon Bojack arriving, say, once they realize it's Bojack, they ask him, so were you, you were there when, um, when Sarah Lynn died. And, and it, and it just brings to the surface all these things Bojack's running away from. And there's a little bit of conversation after that, but the main point is that they bring up these memories of Sarah Lynn, and that they're, this is going to be, like, it makes it pretty clear that this episode's going to be focusing on it. Because I think we're still within the first ten minutes of the episode right now that all this stuff has happened. All this pretty depressing stuff has already happened and lead into pretty depressing stuff. And so he goes home. He tries to fix the faucet. He thinks he's done it. And then he falls through the floor. And then he breaks the faucet. And then he punches the wall. And he goes back and gets some more stuff to fix it. And he finds out that um, Paul Giamatti is um, playing himself in a Sarah Lynn documentary. Uh, what was it called? Amer- Dead American Girl or something like that. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it was just like a send-off of like almost American Horror yeah. Story, except for... Yeah. American Ed. Crime Story, like the O.J. Simpson miniseries. Yeah. Then yeah. American Girls. Yeah. Tragedy. Tragedy which, of Women. Which we actually get to see this which we actually get to see this miniseries a little later in the episode, but I think we'll wait till we get to that scene, because I think that scene... <laughs> it's crazy that I can say that I think it's the third best scene of this episode, because this episode's incredible. There are like five scenes I can count on my hand that I'm just like, wow, that was an incredible scene of television that got me... Either that was either incredibly emotional or just completely heartbreaking or both. And they were, and that, that, that's really hard for one episode of television to do, to be like, holy crap, I can't decide what was the best part of it. But, um, after this, he falls through the, he has, I think at this point he has one, there is one more flashback, a short one. Um, and he goes back and he starts fixing the stuff and he's failing pretty miserably to fix everything after he breaks the door. And at this point we're introduced to Eddie, who is our third main, or our, our third broken person of this episode. The third person who has someone who's lost, who's lost something and doesn't know how to live with it. And, and at this point we start mixing together Honey Sugarman, Bojack Horseman, and Eddie together over and over again into this cycle of like, we're all hurting, we're all in pain, and, but none of us know what we want to fix it. Did, did you guys like Eddie? Did you feel like did you relate to him? Did you like him at all? Alex, how do you feel about Eddie? Um, he was funny. Like, uh, in that sense, he, like, he was entertaining to watch the entire episode. On the emotional side, I feel like maybe because it's contrasting with deeper topics like Bojack, who we know a lot, and Beatrice, who's gone through shit. Yeah. Like, Eddie, in comparison, doesn't seem that affecting. But it, it it works for the episode. He's he's definitely a fun character to have around for this one. It, I think fun is a strong word in my opinion. Fun is like he he might have been fun when he was helping Bojack fix stuff, but after that, yeah, exactly. He, there I like him, and like yeah. but like his breakdown at the end. I mean, uh, I don't know. It yeah, just, it didn't it didn't land the same as the other sides of this. We'll plot. get into that. I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. that that breakdown. Sam, how did, how did you like Eddie, at least at the beginning, during, like, the construction stuff? I mean, I'm sure he's a really nice guy. I did, like, you know, I personally don't know him that well, but I'm sure he's nice. 
I don't feel like he really added that much to okay. the, uh, the, what is it, A plot, B plot, whatever plot boat. There's the really only one plot here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he added that much. In fact, I think he kind of, like, took away what could have been just, like, more, you know, more poignant moments uh, than, you know, if he weren't there. That's interesting. So I, Oh, I don't know. And then also at the end, it's like, you know, Bojack just like, you know, says, okay, bye. Like, and who who knows where that, what, what that is. So I'm surprised. I actually liked Eddie a lot. I think a lot more than both of you. And I, maybe, maybe I just not connected to him, but I understood. I, I felt really bad with his relationship with Bojack and that hit me really hard. And maybe that's what I'm feeling more than liking Eddie himself because he himself was not that interesting i guess but i think he played his part fairly well and he really he's what made that um him and him and honey sugarman made this scene at the barn really incredible but that we're going to talk about that in a second but um this is when we get but anyways so now we get to i think the third best scene of this of this um this episode which is the scene in the winter with bojack freezing in the house watching the miniseries while we're also getting flashbacks to Cracker Jack being dead at the same time. This scene was incredibly painful for me. I was watching this, watching Bojack hear some words that he'd heard on the news that he already, we already know that he doesn't like, like talking about how this was bound to happen. And he said last season that it wasn't, and he's watching this again and it's just horrible. He's just wallowing in everything. He's wallowing again in his emotions. We know that he does this all the time, but at the same time, we're also getting a sucker punch of Cracker Jack's dead. Honey Sugarman's in immense pain. And this scene, this scene is almost perfect, in my opinion. Did you guys really, like, did, did you feel this, Alex? Did this scene, like, really hit you really hard? Um, It didn't hit me as hard as the later scenes, but I, I did find interesting the contrast, because uh, on the one hand, you have Bojack, who feels like she fa- he failed Sarah Lynn, and uh, we, we've seen that that's true, that he had v- many chances to help, yeah. and he just didn't do it. On the other hand, you have Honey, who also feels like she failed Cracker Jack. But as far as we know, there's really nothing that she could have done. But their Honey's emotions and Bojack's emotions are practically the same, even yeah. though they, they're on totally different spectrums of the responsibility in that. So I, I, what, what most interesting in that scene was just how they man, they balanced those two sides of the story and the fact that both people could come to a similar emotional result yeah there definitely was this thematic through line between them where they were just it was just like i can see the connection they're both i i could see either character saying the lines they said about how sad they were they were just and when and when she i think this is the first time when she sits down at the piano and she starts playing and she just closes it immediately right this is the first time that happens or the second time she sits at the piano this is the this is the first of three times the piano is involved in the episode yeah and then she sits down to start playing it, and she just gets – she just can't do it because she thinks about Cracker Jack. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking watch somebody who clearly loved their child – like, most people love their child children a lot. But she was just – she was gone. Some people cope with it a lot better than other people when, when their children die, and she was just not coping well. And a lot of it has to do with this um, – with her husband really was not being that supportive. He did not know how to help her. And it was played off as a joke, but this is a real thing. This is a real thing where people don't understand how to deal with grief. And 
it was horrible watching this, watching and seeing that Beatrice was the only person willing to stay with her mom. Like, that is that should oh. be how it is. Yeah, if we're, if we're jumping ahead a little to when they come back in the summer with, for the first time without uh, Cracker Jack, yeah, yeah, the dad walks out like, oh, I thought that, that was, not, man- was that not in the winter scene? I apologize. No, no. No, I'm mixing, because there's a lot of flashbacks in the house. I apologize. Yeah, but, but while we're on the subject... Uh, I think, the, I think like, these connect. I think these scenes connect pretty well. Yeah. But like, yeah, in the next scene, he says, like, as a modern American man, I am woefully unprepared to handle a woman's emotions. I was not taught and I will never learn. Yeah. So, so just like that, that kind of attitude, like, it's, it's very damaging to someone who, who, ne- who needs the support ju- just then yeah. and you just walk, walk out on them. It's something that we, we've all felt at some, at some point. And, and just the, f- yeah. And even worse, like, you can see how this connects to Bojack. You can see how this leads to what happens to Bojack in his childhood. And that's probably the worst part of all of this. You can see how not only how Beatrice turned into what she is, you can see how Beatrice turned Bojack into what he is as you're watching these arguments, as you're watching this really horrible stuff. And it's it's a tragedy of so many characters at the same time. And it's really tough to watch. Uh, Sam, how did... Now, I, I think how is probably the wrong word, but did you did you think these scenes were as good as I did? Um, I think, like, you know, in retrospect, there are other, like, parts, especially, like, you know, the barn stuff that, like, hit me harder. But, you know, as I was watching it for the first time, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, Bo Dractor's, like, like, sitting, like, laying down in the cold, like, you know, icicles, like, coming off of his face. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know ignoring diane's call to just sort of like wallow in this fictionalized version of himself and wallow in like an event that you know happened that he knew that like you know what happened yeah that you know other people were like perceiving as well as you know juxtaposing that to you know of course honey and crackerjack and beatrice and etc um i don't know i think it, it, it like took me like a like a minute or so minute, minute by minute i mean like after i watched the episode yeah to uh really like think about how you know these two narratives sort of intertwined because at first I was like well I don't really feel a real connection between you know this 1940s you know ah oh, skip skip to really do sort of like you know um mentality uh you know in contrast with you know 2017 you know Bojack's you know depressing world apart from the whole like you know familial relationship thing yeah but i think that it actually works pretty well and it works in ways that are more surprising than you know just like a straight you know sort of like analogy just you know two different time periods two different kinds of people yeah and how they deal with grief yeah I, i i definitely agree with that it's it's more of a i think the way i see it it's more of a feeling it just feel their their grief feels similar it's not that it, there, there's not necessarily a direct comparison between them or analogy, like you said. It's just that they have similar feelings towards what they've lost, and and that's more what I think they're going for. They're not going for like, hey, these people are exact foils. They're going for, hey, these people are all broken, and they're broken in different ways, and they're kind of in these places at the same time. But their stories don't actually cross that much. It's just that they're all sad and broken in the same place, and it it hits really hard in in some parts of this plot. Like this is this is like just prelude what we're talking about here to possibly one of the saddest things I think I've seen in this show, which is 
very impressive considering how much sad shit happened just in season three. And, and, and so this prelude leads directly into, um, Eddie and Bojack building the house together, repairing the house. And like any other perfect Bojack episode, it, um, starts with looking like, hey, Bojack's kind of feeling better. Bojack's doing something right and he's accepting this help and he's making sort of a friend, it seems like. And, I, I do it every time. Every time it happens, I'm like, is this, is he getting better? And, and, and I always, not, not, forgets the wrong word, but I always expect him to be better. And did you guys even for a second think, did, did you think for a second, Alex, that this was gonna stick? That him being better was gonna stick? Not particularly, just because, like, the, the, I mean, when, when you're in a situation like this, you'll have good days and you'll have bad days. Yeah. And like, but Bojack here, I, I, I took it more as just him having a good, a good day, like having a, a specific goal in mind. A good eight it, it's months. Times where, yeah, but like in this case, like building the house. Yeah. Whereas when he arrived there, he's like, he didn't really have a goal in mind. He was just there to escape. Yeah. So because of that, but giving him something to do is what make, is what makes him, um, a better person to the people around him and that's also why like by the end when they finish the house that's where he starts like you know going back to his old self because by then he no longer has a specific goal in mind no he he's lost he's lost his goal and he's searching and searching for something that he can do to he think he, he i think he genuinely believes that fixing this house will fix him that he thinks being he wants to be around eddie being around eddie is helping him and he thinks that fixing this house at the same time will make it better um I think I know how how you feel, Sam. But did you even think for a second that this was gonna stick? Uh, not really. I mean, Bojack like really fluctuates, and he's been the same person all of his yeah. life, especially what since like you know the end of Horsing Around, middle of Horsing Around, whenever Herb yeah. got fired, um, <clears throat> like early two thousands or something. Yeah. So he has been in the same rut, and it it seems to me. That, you know, like, he'll start to, like, sort of feel better and start to, like, have more of a purpose, but then that, like, event or, you know, time period ends, and, you know, the person in question, uh, Eddie, in this instance, he's like, okay, bye, I'm gonna, you know, go, go back to my house, but Bojack's like, oh, no, 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 wait, we gotta, we gotta do the, uh, the, the thing. The weather The weather main. We gotta do that, we gotta find it. Because, you know, I don't want this to end. And he isn't good at expressing his emotions like that. He <clears throat> he desperately doesn't want to be alone. But at the same time, he has to be alone, he feels like. And that, that's all, like, he can be. And this and that, and that sentiment's expressed by his grandmother. I think, uh, I'm trying to find the line. I can't be with people and I can't be alone. And that is the epitome of Bojack. He, he definitely wants to be around people, but he also doesn't know how to do it. And... And this is this is it. He all he had to do for Eddie was just say thank you. He just had to thank him, and he would maybe find a way to lead into more conversations and talking. But he just couldn't do that. He couldn't find those words. He couldn't find the ability to just I, I don't know be happy because that's the wrong words for it. You can't just be happy. But he 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 went the wrong direction as always towards something the thing that he wanted. And yeah, he goes into sort of like a manipulative yeah. sort of thing. And and it's almost it's almost like not cute, but it's almost like um playful. It's almost playful like, "Hey, we're not done yet. We need to keep building." But it's like 
But because it's Bojack, I know that's not what it is. Like, if it was any other character, I'd be like, hey, this is kind of playful. This is like, hey, we're building a house together. Let's keep doing it. And, but with Bojack, you know that it, it's not that, it, he's not doing it for the, for Eddie, too. He's doing it purely for himself. This is purely a selfish thing for him to do, because he just wants to keep feeling something. He wants to keep feeling like he's doing something correct in his life, because nothing else is going right. And, this leads to the first time we see Eddie, well, it was hinted at, but we see that Eddie has a wife who's dead. His wife died, and he hasn't been flying yet, and we see that he's flying in his wedding picture, wedding video with his wife. And I don't think this is really a surprising twist. I think it's pretty predictable. Um, but um, I think it, I think it's done well. It's done well enough to get us to the rest of the actual powerful scene that follows it, um, which is the barn scene where Eddie plays on the piano and I'm having it, it when I think about this scene at the barn with um Honey Sugarman and Eddie playing um singing and playing piano it's probably one of the toughest things I have to listen to in this show there are the lines in this song like it, it would be really it would be really on the nose but the thing is they this is like a real song isn't it this is like a real song right I'm not sure you're not sure well, I, I I think it is. This, this doesn't sound like something. We should have googled this. We sh- it, I I I'm pretty sure. I think I did Google it. The problem is I fell. Asleep. I like. I'm really tired, and I think I forgot if I did. Um, but this is either way. This this song is just so hard. Like, there's lines in here about I will always think of you, but memories they last. No, I don't want to be alone now. Like stuff like that. And the most the the final line of this song, I'll take flight, maybe tomorrow, not tonight, is just heartbreaking it's these people really want to fix it they really want to go somewhere and do something better with their lives or at least something better from their perspective and they just can't they can't get themselves out of this rut and it's just it almost feels wrong that bojack didn't hear his grandmother's side of the song because that's the side this i'll take flight thing is on because i feel like if he knew that his family was always like this if he knew that his family was also struggling with these kinds of emotions he might feel something about that, but he doesn't hear that. He just hears Eddie, and he sees that Eddie's sad. He doesn't connect that to himself, I don't think. And well, it, yeah, I just want to um, say that like it, it's an interesting cycle, right? Because yeah. Bojack it rarely expresses his emotions to other people. Maybe Diane, but that's about it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Be- Beatrice, look what all she had to go through. But do you think she ever told any of this to Bojack? No, I, 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 I think the ending of this episode really makes it clear that she never told him a single thing. Exactly, and see, that's the cycle, right? If everybody internalizes their emotions, then nobody ever gets out of it. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's, and it's the, really, it's really bad. Um, the, like for, for me personally, like the the song was okay, but I think where it hit me most is just like her reactions afterwards, where she starts like going like crazy, like trying to get information from people and just breaking down in public. It's like something like you can escape yourself in music, or it, or if you have another hobby, you you can like distract yourself with these things. But when it comes down to it, and you you just you need you you feel a need for something. And then you just lose control of yourself to the point where, yeah, like you, she likes begins kissing people and like getting down to her knees and things like that. Yeah. Just stuff that she just can't control at that point. 
yeah the, the, that that scene hurt, hurt more to me just because like i feel that's the more relatable part like yeah. what to do when you don't have anything to distract yourself with it it's bad and this this her breaking down almost completely mirrors some of the time the time i think almost mirrors directly bojack breaking down at the end of season three with any of the times he did and it's just heartbreaking seeing just how his family's like this the people in his family are like this and it's this cycle of pain and depression that just keeps going on and i i am watching this scene watching this episode makes me really scared for bojack's daughter or possible daughter and the depression that can come from that cuz i want her to be happy too i want i don't want anybody to feel like these people feel but people just keep feeling this way because of things that bojack does things that his mother did things that everybody's done and it just keeps going <sighs> Sam, I don't know if you, how do you feel about this? I don't think you've said much on this on this scene. Uh, I mean, what is what else is there to say? Yeah. Um, you know, of course, pain and suffering in families is yeah. like a, a vicious cycle. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it doesn't really specifically any one person's fault. Yeah. Like you know, Cracker Jack died in the war. You know, he got killed, and so you know that really fucked up. Honey, yeah. which fucked up Beatrice, and Beatrice, you know, fucked up Bojack, and you know, who knows? That Bojack just fucks up everybody, and it's just this like vicious cycle of, you know, pain and negligence and abuse, and just, you know, it sucks. Yeah, I, you know, and and it really humanizes horse andizes whatever <laughs> that you know struggle of grief and loss and you know sort of resentment and wishing that things could have been different but they aren't and you know you have to and you know sometimes people deal with it by being cold like beatrice was the bojack sometimes people deal with it by getting like a lobotomy you know it's just or, or like you know sometimes you know bojack deals with it by his various addictions you know and it sucks and it sucks that you know life is like that but life is definitely like that for tons of people and yeah you know i really have to applaud the show for showing that and showing that you know not every bad thing a person does makes them bad you know it's just a series of unfortunate events sorry (laughs) a series of (laughs) events that just led up yeah. To, you know, making them the person that they are. Yeah, and that I I, I I'm pretty sure that's what we're to get out of this. That just there was nothing anyone did wrong. It's just bad things lead to horrible emotions lead to more bad stuff happening. Sometimes that's just how it works. Like we see this well, immediately. Oh, sorry, what were you gonna say, Alex? Well, I mean, you, you said like nobody did anything wrong, but well, as we'll see, like there is one person who we can say yes. maybe made things a little I'm worse. I'm saying at this point in the sh- at, at this point in the episode, no one's really done anything yeah, wrong yeah. in 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 this direct episode. There's things before and after it that people do wrong, but at this point in the narrative of this episode, no one's really done anything wrong. Just some bad stuff has happened. Bad things have happened to people, and they're not really dealing with it in ways that are healthy, but I'm not, I'm not sure if I can, I'm not sure I can blame them. I don't think I can judge them for that. I don't feel like I can blame Honey Sugarman for how she acted about finding out her son is dead. Her son died. And, but there's definitely a healthy way to deal with it, but it's just, 
it, it, it's hard as someone who has not dealt with grief like that to be like, I can't just say, hey, get over it. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's, 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 it's painful. It's painful when stuff like that happens in your life. But, in this scene, so I think we'll get to the, we'll, we'll move on to the next part, because all this stuff just leads right into the next, and so we're gonna be, we're gonna wanna talk about it anyways. And so after this, we'll get to the, kind of a chase scene, with Bojack running around in the background, while, um, uh, Honey gets handed another drink and told to drive, she gets one more drink to steady her nerves before she drives home with her young daughter, and, um, at the same time, well, same time, quote, unquote, quote, unquote uh, Honey gets in her car and tells Beatrice to drive, and Bojack and Eddie get in their car and start to drive away with the Weathermane. And this is kind of the climax of emotions in many ways. This is the this is the peak of Bojack's pseudo happiness, and this is the peak of um what's um, Honey's sadness. This is this is the last time that she really feels anything from our perspective, because after this. What you what you've hinted at it. We've talked about it a little bit. Um, yeah. She gets lobotomized, and this is and this is the last time you really see her alive. She's in pain. Yeah, actually, she she literally screams, "I'd do anything to feel alive." Yeah, she'd do anything, and she realizes that she can't, and she, it breaks her. It, it, this is this is the scene where she breaks, and and you're watching these two cars race next to each other in flashback and not. And I was watching it worried, like because I. You knew something bad was going to happen when they both got in their cars, and you were, and it just was unclear which which car was going to be the one that went wrong. I think. Um, did I don't even know how to phrase this question, but Sam, did how did you feel about this car scene? Because it was pretty emotional, pretty painful to watch. Yeah, um, that fucks somebody up if you gotta. Yeah. You know, try to save yourself and your mother. In yeah. a car crash, and it's just—I uh, don't know, dude. It's just—it it was a lot. It—it's too much, yeah, man. I, yeah, I think he, here is like where I—I start—I uh, start to feel more for Beatrice because up to now she'd mostly just been uh, a, like you know viewing yeah. Honey's uh, descent, but like here now she's actually thrown into it. Like now she's put in a position where she has to actually like keep her alive. And like that, that's a lot of stress to, to put on someone, especially someone as young and not as emotionally developed as Beatrice was at that point. Yeah. So, and so then you also think like, well, what effect would this have on her development? Like just that, that scene alone would already be very detrimental. But now when you combine that with what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And they get into a car crash and, um, it's horrible, but. We actually take, they get put into the backseat at this point. We don't actually see their, the aftermath of this for a few more minutes because we immediately jump back to Bojack's story and we're left a little in suspense here about how that ended. And for a little bit, I actually thought that Honey had died in the car crash, but obviously that's not what happened. And what happened actually is a lot worse. Um, because honestly, she she's not dead, but she's not there anymore. She's gone. The the honey that we saw at the beginning of this episode is gone after this car crash, and it's horrible. Now, now I, I want to ask a question here, like honestly, because yes. she she mentions like, uh, uh, please fits me. I want to be better. 
So do we think that she went into this lobotomy voluntarily, or was it at the urge of the husband? I think it's supposed to be ambiguous, but if I had to guess, I think... If you pin me down and ask me which one it was and I had to give an answer, I think it was on purpose, and she didn't realize what it actually entailed, because this is 1940s, and she probably didn't recognize exactly what the consequences of doing this were, and I would not be surprised if she actually asked him to do this to her. Because, like, either way, it, it gives you an interesting perspective, it right? Does. Because if if she decides to do it on her own, then that's just, a, like, a reflection of how, to what extremes a, per, a person will go yeah. to get rid of their sadness. Like, as we see with Bojack, he gets to the point of drug overdoses and alcohol yeah. to, to, to drown his, uh, his sorrows, and uh, Honey had to go to this. But now if you want to go on the other side, and it's the husband who, who resorts to that point, then there you can take it as like just the total lack of supports the support system and how if a person is there to in, in like to not to to not give you the emotional support that you need at such an important time and just lets you go on your path and that that's very destructive and also yeah. something that Bojack has had to go through with Sarah Lynn right because yeah. the, essentially Bojack gave Sarah Lynn her death in providing her with the, the Bojack cocaine, right? Yeah. So it, either way, it's just an interesting contrast to how Bojack has dealt with his depre- uh, his depression and uh, mental illness thus far. And I think that's supposed to be here. I think we're supposed to feel this contrast through the entire episode, and it does it does hurt. It does hurt watching this. But um, there's actually... Um, we, we can talk about the little body a little bit more in a second, but before we get to that, there's actually one other scene we get from Bojack before that, which is um, he pushes himself off the roof to try to get Eddie to fly. And he essentially is trying to force... He Essentially what he's doing is he's trying to force therapy on Eddie in a way that, in the most Bojack way possible, and he breaks this person. He breaks another person in his life. And, what asshole. Yeah. He... Do you want to talk about this to him? Do you want to say something about this? You seem pretty angry. Oh my god, like, Bojack. Bojack's probably one of my favorite characters ever. Because, like, you know, he's so flawed and whatever. Yeah. But what a fucking asshole. Like, come (laughs) on. You throw yourself off of a fucking roof. You break the gazebo that, like, you and your buddy were working on for forever. And, you know, you, like, fucking trigger an existential whatever crisis in this man and you almost get yourself killed also while he's like making a suicide attempt so you know what bojack you gotta just calm down yeah it's yeah it's painful it's painful to watch because you can see it's like in that moment because this is almost like the most bojack he is in this episode where he does this and that's depressing to think about that this is the most bojack we see him at when he pushes himself off the roof and he forces this on this guy and he he's done this with everybody in his life it, it, i don't think that's an overstatement i think he's done it with everybody he's tried he tries to fix people because he thinks he knows how to because he's broken too he thinks he can see the pieces and that just seeing the pieces doesn't make you someone able to fix people that's not how it works this isn't a, people's minds aren't jigsaw puzzles and i think bojack partially wishes they were he wishes he could see his problems and just kind of fit them into place, and he'd be fine then. And he also is, just pushes people to their limits, yeah, and he does it's like that too. beyond their limits, and it's just not cool. It's 
not cool is probably the lightest way to put it. Because after that, um, Eddie flies them up and, like you said, tries to commit suicide. But he also tries to kill Bojack while doing it. And in the process, Bojack um, knocks Eddie out by headbutting him, and they fall into the pond behind um, the Sugarman house. And uh, Bojack essentially uses CPR on Eddie and gets him, not brings him back to life, but saves his life. And we get this moment where Eddie's like, I don't want to live anymore. And it just reflects everything we've been seeing so far. This is the third person now we see who just doesn't want to live anymore, doesn't want to live around people, doesn't know how to act around people. And this is the third person in a row. But the sad thing about this one is that he was living comfortably. He was alive. And Bojack jumped into his life and ruined it. Bojack ruined this guy's life. And he's sitting there saying, I don't want to live anymore. And instead of Bojack comforting him or doing anything... Bojack just leaves him. And this is almost the most... Like, Sarah Lynn dying is the worst thing that happened on the show. But but in a lot of ways, Bojack was indirectly the cause of this in that he didn't specifically want her to die. This time, he just... He's standing next to someone who is probably... Who is definitely suicidal. He hears them say it, and he just walks away. And in that moment, I am, I was so mad at Bojack. I'm like, Bojack, this is, you need to do something here. You caused this. You need to fix it. And he just leaves it on the ground broken. And well, yeah, like at the same time, like I can see where, where he is at that moment where it's like, well, I, I tried to make it better. It failed. Now that, imagine what I'm going to do. I'm just speaking like through the mind of Bojack. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, if I try doing something else, I'm only going to make this worse. And, so and I, I have to walk away, and that's his issue, right? Because yeah. whenever things get rough, he he walks away from things. Yeah. But the problem is that in, in doing that, you never really get a chance to improve. Yeah. But when you walk away from things, once they become difficult, right? Yeah. You, he essentially breaks something, and that's when he walks away because he doesn't understand the way to fix himself, or one of the ways to help fix his life is that he needs to own up to these things, and not in the way that he does to Todd, he can't own up in the way like, oh, I'm just bad, I was drunk, I was bad. It's like, no, it's, it's you, Bojack. You, you, need to, you need to own up to this and actually do something by not making it about you. Because that's what he does every time when something like this happens. He makes it about himself, which he does at the end of this episode, too. He makes it about himself. He acts like Eddie's the one who was wrong when it really wasn't. Eddie did something bad. He did almost kill Bojack, but somehow he wasn't the one who was wrong here. He was the one who was hurt. He's the one who was hurt by Bojack, and it's really painful. It's really painful, this entire scene. And then to add to it, immediately after this is when we get to the scene with um, Joseph Sugar Joseph Sugarman in the... Uh, is it Joseph? I keep forgetting. It's Joseph, right? Yeah, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph Sugarman with um, Honey and um, Beatrice in their house, and they're all hurt and covered in blood, and their dresses are ripped, and we get this horrifying scene where almost, and I'm saying heartbreaking a lot, but that's just this episode, this heartbreaking scene where she gets on her knees and tells her tells her husband, please fix me. I want you to fix me. And she's doing the same thing that Bojack does. She's pushing off her problem. She doesn't want to put in the work to fix it. And it and it results in the most, maybe the darkest thing that we've seen this entire show. And it's really painful. How did... did <laughs> Alex, were you okay watching this? Like watching, finding out that it was a lobotomy? Did that really hit you hard? I mean, was I okay watching it? Sure, because this show throws anything at me. Yeah, I know. But but, but, but like, yeah, did it hit hard? Definitely, because like it's just 
it's it, it, I mean lobotomy isn't a thing that we really use in modern media. So no, it, it's just it's just a thing that like you know exists, but you never really see it happen. But yeah, just the the idea of like totally numbing yourself. It's something that like as a de- as a depressed person, you wish you, that could that could happen some days that you just w- were incapable yeah. of feeling anything. At least that way you won't feel pain, right? Yeah, but, but th- that then but other days then you have to think of the consequences of that. Like if you don't feel pain, then you don't feel any of the of the other important emotions. And yeah. I, but I think what hurt more is like she's still um she she's still conscient uh, conscient enough to to say to Beatrice, promise me you'll never love anyone as oh much as I God. love Cracker Jack. And- Even in that state, she recognizes that. That's what pushed her over the edge. The fact that she had put so much of her self worth into somebody else that yeah. she, she just couldn't handle it when that when that source of self worth disappeared. Yeah, it's yeah. All I can say is yes. <laughs> it's really bad. But I, I could talk about this a lot. But before I do, um, Sam, this this lobotomy and the reaction from Beatrice did um. Do you agree that this is probably this is this is, might be the dark point of this entire show at this point? I don't know if it's the dark point of the entire show. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. You either. don't. You I guys think... don't think it is. Holy... No, I'm actually surprised. I, I think by moments that. with Bojack have gotten much darker. Like, I think that's too much. Man, still, still is on top. Like, just because like that is something in the present, whereas here it's presented as something in the past to like frame why things are the way they are today. But um, yeah, I think because it's in the past, it doesn't hit as hard. But it's definitely a dark thing and a, and a way to explain why things have happened. It it hits me hard when when she says, "Promise me you'll never love anyone as much as I love Cracker Jack." Because that that statement, that phrase, it 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 leads to everything that Bojack is. Because that's definitely, what she did, definitely. and that's what hits me so hard. Because I'm watching this and I'm seeing this woman who's been essentially killed by this medicine by this taking out of her by this lobotomy and we're seeing the creation of bojack's mother this isn't beatrice anymore this is bojack's mother in my eyes now this is the person that will raise bojack into the person he is now and it's it's horrifying to me and i i i agree if if i had to rank it i would put it that's too much, man. Like that that is number two. That that is number two in my head. But right now this one it might be because I just watched the episode not like an hour or two ago. But right now that is at the top for me. And it's really, really bad. It it really it really hurts. Um Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we, I don't know if this if this is the place to put it, but just like the way this flashback ends is just like a callback because at the beginning of the episode she said, like, why I have a half a mind to kiss you. But yeah. here's just why I have a half a mind. Yeah, I was about to mention that. There. It's 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 a little on the nose. That might be the, a little too on the nose for me, but it does. But, like for for me, it worked. Like that. It, that's no, the it perfect did. Ending for it, it. I think in a worse show, it would not have been done right, but somehow it works really well here. Like it, she says it, and then the camera just not actual camera, but you know what I mean. But it, the the shot like slowly pans backwards, and we get a wider shot of this house and. It's it hurts it hurts hearing her say that and it and it switching over to Bojack, um, and we and after that we get a uh, actually before this before the lobotomy I think we kind of skipped it but everything kind of mixes together in this like everything's sad and depressing we get Bojack calling Diane finally yeah that fucked me up yes 
<laughs> Do you want to I talk about like, it, Sam? Bojack was like, everything sucks. You know, I just like, I love Bojack and Diane's rapport so much. And yeah. I love that, you know, Diane considers Bojack somebody that, you know, she needs in her life. And, you know, it's the same for Bojack. And they're just two, like, fucked up kindred spirits who just found each other and somehow, you know, support each other. But but this moment, he essentially lies to her about what's going on. That's true. And yeah. it's just, Bojack, no, not everything sucks. You suck. You need to, like, admitting it to yourself is, like, the first step to fixing it. If you don't admit to yourself that you're a pro- there's a problem with how you're acting, like, you're never going to fix it. And he, instead he just... He, it sounds like to, from from a viewer's perspective, it seems like he's pushing off on Eddie. Would you agree with that, Sam? Yes. Like, yeah. Well, not- uh, like just just for me, like I think that because he has such a uh, like a friendship with Diane, when he says everything sucks, I think Diane gets it. Like what that means that it's not actually things around him. It's just him in his current state. And like for me personally, like I actually found that scene to be kind of like a sliver of hope, just because BoJack is able to find comfort in in his darkest times like he has like a safe a safe space something that like for example beatrice didn't have at that time where where could she go at that at that time to escape escape her problems right so like while escaping totally is a wrong thing because we see bojack does this all the time he escapes but at the same time you do need someone to go to when you're at your darkest moment just to at least yeah, get you to a semblance of sanity. Like he he gets back to his you know making fun of others, like thinking about Hollywood, things that he wouldn't be doing if he was just alone in that house or talking to Eddie for that but matter. There's a difference between getting back to a semblance of normalcy and just pushing it all away, and that's what he's doing here. He's not just letting himself calm down before like confronting this. He's just literally saying, "Nope, I'm not going to confront this at all," and that's wrong. Because he did something wrong here, like he does all the time, and he's not talking about it. And whether Diane's the right person or not, I'm not sure, but he needs to find someone to talk to this about. Because obviously it's not working with him meeting new people, ruining them, and moving on to the next person. That process isn't working for him. I I, I don't know what would work. yeah, I agree. I just don't think like that would be the moment to really I don't talk, think it, talk about those things. But I'm not sure if it is, but, but it feels like this is. It doesn't feel like we're moving towards that in this scene. It feels like we're moving towards Bojack is pushing it all away again. That's what it feels like to me, at least. He's not going to mm-hmm. talk about it again. Um, if anything, I feel the pushing off is more evident in the final scene. <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. There's also even 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 the final scene is emotional, even though he just says, "What is it?" He says, "Suck a dick, dumb shit." Because that, that's as, Sarah Lynn's thing. As a great woman said, "Suck a yeah. dick, dumb shit." Yeah, and somehow, and and this show is so amazing because that hurts him saying that. It hurts when he says that. Did it? Like, uh, I, uh, I maybe I'm just dark here, but I, I laughed. <laughs> no, I laughed too, but at the same time, it was more like a, it was like a wet laugh. Like I'm like, oh no, Sarah Lynn's no, what, gone. What, what hurt me the most is that, like, well, like I guess we'll explain that he decides to destroy the house. Yeah. And, and he's like, well, what, what was all this for? And Bojack's just, I don't know. Like, that's basically his whole life, right? Yeah. In a nutshell. And then you just hear, like, you see the wrecking ball go, hits the credits, and you hear all the demolition sounds in the that, background. For some reason, that, that is what, what that really just, hurts uh, hearing like, that. Like, he's just leaving it behind and forgetting about it. They just, you use six months of your life 
It was more than six. It was almost a year. It was eight months of fixing, and it was a few months before that living in the house before he started to. Right, but you you spend all that time, and in the end, it's it's nothing. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It and 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 there is. I I agree with you at this point that there is an air of almost optimism that that he's breaking himself down. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, that he's breaking things down and he's gonna build it back up for himself. He's going to build up maybe him, like his own. Like I, I don't know how to put this. I don't know how to like because it's not happiness well, he's looking for. Well, m- moving on basically, right? Yeah. Because the way he, the way he frames it is like this is just a shrine to getting off on my guilt. Yeah. So like the, the like just the existence of that house just reminds him of what he was doing for the past couple of months. And he decides, well, that 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 phase is over. I want to get back at least to my normal life and work yeah. from there. So yeah. in that in that sense, it's justifiable. But at the same time, you have to think like, well, then where did that time actually go? Yeah. Did, what was it in the end for good or for for not? And then you also think, was it good for Bojack? Was it good for Eddie? Was it good for anyone he interacted with when he was there? Because that, those are also different different answers to different questions. Because mm-hmm. like. I don't think Eddie came out of this better. Eddie definitely came out of this worse, what happened. But I'm not sure if Bojack came out of this better, because Bojack's constantly in flux, and it's hard to tell from the end of this episode whether he's better than he was when he entered. He's obviously not good right now, but he might be better than when he arrived. But that might just be him going back to the status quo again, like he always does. And I don't know. This, 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 this was a very emotional episode, and, um, we're, we're kind of starting to loop back on ourselves, so I think it's time to maybe just wrap this up a little bit. Well, we're, we reached the end of the episode, too. Yeah, but, but I mean, but we have started to loop back on our topics and our conversation here, so I think we'll move towards ending this and get some final thoughts out of you guys. But um, before that, you can find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. And, we'll, um, and also thank you to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Taylor, a.k.a. Needle. Um, and thanks as always to our uh, Patreon executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and um, yeah, and Andy. And you. Yeah, and me. Um, but uh, it's, um, it, it, it's hard to say that. Let me say, I've never had to say an ending. It felt weird saying it. You know what I mean? But uh, this was this was a hard way to transition here. But um, brought to you by yeah, yeah. executive producer me. Yeah, well, though it's not hey. just that. It's it's all of this. It's all of this. Like, hey, you could find more of this. But it's um, yeah, this was a very hard. This was a very heavy episode to talk about. Um, do you guys have anything more to say? Do you have any final thoughts on this, Sam? Yeah, there was one thing that kind oh, of made yeah, me sure. Go ahead. It was there's sort of like an Oedipal relationship going on with crackerjack and honey yes and it made me feel weird <laughs> um, what relationship oedipal like oedipus oh, oh. yeah except, the def- except except there was more like you know um i forget what the fuck platonic mom's name was in story. no it was like what was the mom's name in oedipus oh god i, I forget her name i don't remember her fucking name but it was more like that <laughs> i don't think that light has ever been side. uttered uttered what, what what the fuck was oedipus's mom's name <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what her name is. I forget. And I, I was going to look it up, and then I forgot. I'll look it up that. right now while you're talking. Go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, there was this weird, like, Oedipal, like, theme going on, especially from her side. And, like, it especially kind of shone through when she kissed his, like, army friend at the yeah. part, barn party. And I, this just made me feel weird. I mean, of course, 
the show Bojack Horseman is no stranger to just like bringing out really fucked up, weird, and terrible, 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 tragic, like sort of like bordering on incest things. Um, but I don't know. It just like it just made me feel weird and kind of like docked a lot of my feelings for the episode. Maybe because like I'm not, you know, I'm like. I'm not a son, and like I don't have that mother son relationship with my mother, and I I don't just, think yeah I, I'm a I'm obviously I'm I'm a son of a mother, and I don't think I've had this kind of closeness ever. Like I've never sat down at a piano and pl- sung a duet with my mom. Like this this mm-hmm. felt like, and it's just how it is. Like I'm not saying parents have favorites, but sometimes you just connect with your parents better. Sometimes parents just they kind of do have favorites. Yeah, they kind of yeah. do, and it's and it's not really. <laughs> And it's, they do. It's just how it is. People are, that's how people are. You interact, feel better sometimes. And they just really, they were really happy with each other. And I think that's all it was. It was just, and I can get your saying, and also I found Oedipus' mother's name was Jocasta. Jocasta, that's her name. I thought it was like Joanna. I was like, that's You were not close. Right. You were close. That's, <laughs> but, um, it's, um, I, I think I think that is a way to view it, but in my in the way I viewed it was just that they were very close, and it's heartbreaking to see that happen that she lost she lost her son, and I think she did feel the same way towards Beatrice. It's just Beatrice was so young and still de- 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 developmental in a developmental stage of her life that she didn't really have a chance to interact with her mom in the same way. Does that yeah. make sense? Also, I'll, I'll... Although also they were being raised in an atmosphere yes. where males were being fa- favored, yes. and also he was the firstborn in a, in a time where that was still important. Yeah, so true. just all, all that together makes it a very close connection. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't. I think I think it's very clear, at least at the beginning, that she does love Beatrice. There's nothing I think implied in this flashback that she doesn't love her daughter, at least in some in some way, because she seems very affectionate towards her. But I, I do agree that she does seem very much more affectionate towards her son. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah, again, it, it's heartbreaking. That's like, that's like the motto of this episode. It's heartbreaking. But, um, did you want to have anything, did you have anyone, anything you want to touch on, um, Alex, before we wrap this up? Um, no, I guess I'm just, uh, I'm impressed by the emotional depth, uh, that's always displayed by the episodes of Ham Bone Fake Namington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing I forgot to put in the outline. Yeah, that was a, that was funny. Oh, Bojack. Oh, why are you calling me that? You told me to call you that. You said that was your name. Oh, man. I mean, it feels like Hambone should be the name of some character in this it show. It does. It does. Um, a pig. A, a pig should be named Hambone. Yeah. Oh, also, we forgot to mention the termites. The termite kids. Yeah, that was a, that was a nice gag, too. <laughs> that was a nice gag. Them, them, them gnawing at the porch. I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, it's a... I I I don't always really, um, gotta hide those laughs in this uh, yeah sea of depression. Am I and, right? And I think the laughs landed pretty well. I think all the laughs landed fairly well in this episode. It's just talking about it like this. I, it's hard to focus on those laughs instead of on how depressing this episode was. Um, I, I I guess that's I guess that's it then. Like it it feels unsatisfying to just end our conversation, but. That's just kind of how it is, I guess, because um, we have ten more episodes of this left, and we're going to probably more hosts and more co-hosts are going to talk about this, and we're going to see how BoJack evolves this season. Um, and I am sure that this episode will have a very big impact on how we see things evolve this the rest of this show, because 
we saw a relationship between a mom and a daughter, and I think that's very important to see before we see Bojack interact with his supposed daughter. And I feel like that's going to have some... There's, I'm, I am sure there's going to be some amount of parallels there. And I'm worried about that. I'm worried about where we're heading. And But at the same time, it's probably going to be really good television. So, um... Unless you guys, if you guys are done, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up then. And um, I'm glad. Uh, thanks everyone for sticking around this long. It wasn't a really happy episode. It wasn't we didn't really talk about a lot of fun stuff. There's a little jokes, a couple of jokes, but um, we'll be back with uh, episode three, maybe episode four as well. Um, the more we're, the more episodes of this we watch, the more we realize it's hard to do more than one episode per um, these because this this podcast was supposed to be episode two and three at first, and we watched episode two, and it was like. There's no way we can talk about more than just this episode. Um, and we were right, because this is an hour long. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, comment, subscribe if you want us to have a, like, two-hour-long BoJack podcast. Oh, my God. That would that would be painful. That would be for us, I think. I don't know if I could talk about BoJack this in-depth. Well, it just for... turned into a therapy podcast. We yep. almost already did. We almost already did. Um, yeah. So um, I don't know who's hosting the next one. I, I, is it you, Alex? I think you're hosting the next one. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we're, this, we're we're professionals here. Um, also, you, if you liked this, you might also like our Rick and Morty coverage. It's coming back um, soon. I think Sunday there's a new episode. Um, we're recording this on Friday, the 8th of September, and there's a new Rick and Morty episode coming out this Sunday. So we'll have an we'll have a recap of that and a panel um, the following Tuesday or Wednesday on the same episode. Um, you might like some of our other content that come out, so you should check, a look, check out our other shows we cover, Steven Universe, Star Versus, and um, you guys are covering OKKO OK now, if people like that. Um, yeah, you should definitely check those out. Um, so anyways, um, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. Uh, bye. Adios. Bye.